Welcome to episode 19 of the Basement Boys podcast. Konnichiwa to our Japanese friends out there. Uh, it is Monday, June 15th, episode 19. We're switching to Mondays, a little change of pace action, Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, Chunk, what do you think about that change? A little different for I think you? It works. I think it's great for us. We're going we're gonna to start spiking here. Let's go. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, speaking of spikes, I'm going to get right into it. Uh, Chase and I had a little fun adventure. We went down to uh, my grandparents' hometown in Lafarge, Wisconsin. If you don't know where that is, if you live in La Crosse, it's about an hour and 15 minutes southeast of La Crosse here in Vernon County by Viroqua. We decided to take on kayaking. After I went out a couple weeks ago, I got Chase on the idea to come down and do some kayaking. But uh, Chase, before going, what what's always kind of been your luck with canoeing and kayaking? Terrible luck. Every time I've gone canoeing slash kayaking, I've just had some sort of experience that makes me never want to do it again. Uh, but I was staying positive about it. It was a pretty lazy river, so I was like, I can handle this. We're having a good time, stopping at sandbars and whatnot. So I was feeling good about it early on. Yeah, so we decided to take down the Kickapoo River. Uh, shout out to Kickapoo Yacht Club down there getting us provided with some kayaks and some paddles. Uh, just two-man kayaks, or single kayaks with two guys. <laughs> it was a pretty, pretty relaxing day, pretty sunny. Uh, river was not going too fast. There was that storm that happened about a couple weeks ago, so there was some debris we saw. But we went through five bridges, so after the third bridge we went through, we come across a huge log jam. A huge tree fell over, and there must have been a couple other little trees with it. And coming up across, Chase is like, oh, shit, we got to get out. And I was like, no, we don't. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we do, Chase. Aim to the right here. So I'm going towards the right where, like, this mudslide is where people have been getting up and pulling their kayaks and canoes up. And so then I reach it, and I'm just getting out. And I look over, and Chase is – I see the bottom of Chase's blue kayak on the top of the water. <laughs> and him and his white socks hat that he's wearing right now, just above it. And he's looking at me, and his eyes are like a deer in the and I was like, oh, shit. So then all of a sudden this family, like this brigade of canoes come behind us. And I'm like, fuck, I got to get my kayak and shit out of the way. My first thought was, oh, shit, Chase has fallen his wallet. His keys are all fucked. But luckily, by the grace of God, he gave that all to me five minutes before because his phone overheated. He's like, here, Cam, just play music. And I already had his wallet. So all that really got tipped was his Snickers bar and his uh, – moccasins right is that all yeah, you i lost my boat shoes and all my empty cans just went floating down the river <laughs> so when you fell up to that point when you fell what exactly happened how'd you fall yeah so we were like you said we were coming in uh directly side by side and there was a little like the mudslide you're talking about that we had to walk up was only big enough for one person so i was like i'll fall back and just kind of wade back here you can get out of the way um but at this one spot it was a super fast stream like it was lazy all day and I just wasn't ready for it we had about nine beers by that point or nine trulies by that point and I was I started sitting back and then the fast stream caught me and spun me sideways and just started pushing me sideways and I was like I have no fucking this is like the third time I've ever been kayaking I have no idea what to do and I got up to the like the edge of the river and there was where the tree had fallen it was all the roots sticking straight up so I went to put my hand on like the tree or the roots to kind of just balance myself and I was going to sit there and then maybe just crawl my way over to the 
to the land to the landing but when i went to put my hand in totally just fucking missed a branch and i like put my hand through all the roots got off balance overcorrected myself tried to balance back out the other way and then i was just like rocking back and forth for a second and i was like holy fuck it's happening here we go so right there i was just like don't freak out like you're gonna tip just try to stay alive sure enough completely underwater my legs were stuck in the kayak for a second and i was down there and i was like, this is how this is how i go i drown in the fucking kickapoo river and then you know sure enough i popped up got my hat all my shoes were gone um and the kayak went straight underwater just went straight down to the bottom of the river got stuck underneath there i was getting jammed in the ribs by all these sticks i was just fucking freaking out for a good second there and like you said, this brigade of canoes were coming in. So I was like, oh, that'll definitely help me out. Like, they definitely saw me just almost fucking die. Nope. Just go <laughs> right on by, go right up to the to the landslide thing and just get up and march their canoes over. And I'm over there. I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Because there's a guy in his family, and he had one kid with him, pulling the canoe up. And he's like, hey, man, you can you can go ahead. We got quite a few people behind us. And I was like, no, dude, I'm putting this off to the side. I don't know if you saw that, but my friend's like fucking underwater over there. And for a split second, I didn't see or hear anything from you. So I was like, oh, my God, he drowned. Like, like Chase died. I was like, shit. But uh, I just kind of, 50 seconds. I was like, I don't I think he's just left me. Like, he's just going. It was probably a good minute because that mudslide, I had no footing. And I was trying to pull that kayak with all our stuff in it. And I was, like, trying to get up on this little hill so that people could just walk by and not block the entryway. And, um, but anyways, when I got that up, I took off my, I had a D-Wade Marquette jersey on, took that off, threw it down, threw my hat and sunglasses down. I had, a, like, a bandana on, too, and just, like, threw it around my neck so I wouldn't fall off. And I just jumped, jumped into the water and just, like, went around the tree. And I got to, like, the point where it was, where I couldn't reach. And I was just hanging on this, like, vine. And like kind of inching my way towards you and when i get around the corner there's your drunk ass just like <laughs> hugging uh the big log across and you look at me and the first thing he goes is it's john b <laughs> <laughs> like, so, exactly like him. you're like long curly hair right now is parted down the middle you got a bandana around your fucking neck i was like holy shit it's john b <laughs> i don't know I got the royal merchant right below me <laughs> That's what he, and for the people that don't know who John B's from, he's a character in uh, Outer Banks. So look him up, and it's all revolved about water and like a sunken ship too. So it's hilarious because we got the ship up or your kayak. We finally found because I was like, you told me you lost that thing, and I was first thing in my head was like, that's five hundred bucks right there. And then apparently, but you did lose the paddle. So what happened to the paddle? You just fucking chucked it over the log. Yeah, so like I said, I was getting the stream was so fast, like you could barely control yourself. So I was getting uh, like pinned up against the big log and all these other little sticks that were like digging into my ribs. And then the oar was like coming up on my neck. And I was like, this thing's gonna fucking choke me out. I'm just gonna get strangled by an oar, and that's how I'm gonna die. So I just took the oar and just like shoved it out in front of me and just javelined it down the river. And I was like, just get this thing fucking out of here. Well, that was long gone, but yeah. Yeah, because that was the only thing we lost out of it. Uh, I was able to help you get that ship up and kind of guide you over to the right. And then we got our way out and the rest of the kayak trip, the whole next two bridges, you just had to paddle with your hands. Yeah, I was so sore today. 
great trap workout though. Uh, I think, what do you think? That had to be a good mile, mile and a half. I was just paddling with my hands. Yeah. Yeah. But then we, we kind of rigged it so that when I was, you were hooked up to me. So when I was moving, you were moving with me, but <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> Never fails. An all day chunk is saying, Oh, don't tip it. Nobody tip it. And Cam's going, well, it's really hard to tip a uh, kayak. You're, you'll be fine. Sure enough. <laughs> well, Chunk, it jinxed the fuck out of us. I hit a broken down tree, actually probably 13 broken down trees, and almost fucking died and broke my leg and a couple of my toes. Uh, but we made it. We're here. That was straight adrenaline rush for me going in there. It was, it's like, that must be what firefighters feel when they're running into a burning building. Like, it's probably like this, you kind of get this high, like going into it. I didn't really save your life, but it was, it's kind of cool to say that. So from now on at the bar, you got to tell the girls that I, I saved your life. And then you honestly, in a way, I probably could have at least gotten through that and floated off into a, a calmer part and got to the side, but I would have just had to walk the rest of the way then. <laughs> no way I was getting a kayak by myself. It was stuck down in there so far. Yeah. I remember just muscling it up. But um, anyways, Chunk, what was your reaction when we told you all this? You Probably thought we were just having a nice drunk day on the river, and then. <laughs> oh yeah, I was fucking hammered myself up by my grandma's doing yard work. So like all these videos that came, and I, I watched them like three hours later, and by the time I watched them, I was like, oh, "Chase almost died today, huh?" Jesus. And I kind of just chuckled and sipped my Bud Light. But thinking back, that's not how my reaction should have been. I should have asked you guys if you're all right, but <laughs> you guys were sleeping and shit by that time. So. Yeah, we got home to my grandparents' house. Uh, and we swam, and then we passed out at 8 and woke up at 8. So we got full 12 hours. So it was a good day. But, Chunk, you recently, after your second place finish last week, kind of switching gears here, you had another tournament this past weekend in uh, Watertown. So tell, tell everyone how that went. Well, I, I was riding high after that second place finish. Didn't practice all week. I was like, I'll be fine. I can, I'll be fine. Then the night before I go to bed and I slept maybe 30 minutes and my tea time was at 8.30 in Watertown. So that's like two and a half hours away from here. So we left at five, <clears throat> got there about, we got there 15 minutes before my tea time because we got stuck in construction. So I'm running <laughs> on 30 minutes of sleep. I hit four balls before I teed off and I hit two putts. And I knew on the first hole I left a three foot putt an inch short somehow. And I knew right there, I was like, this is going to be an awful fucking day. <laughs> so I go out and I shoot 85, take 74th out of 82 people. And it's embarrassing. I had a lot of texts. Like, what the hell happened to you today? Like, I was just like, you know what? Forget about it. People are but saying, I'm lucky you? to have that. What's that? People just text you. What the hell happened to you? <laughs> I had a few people text me a screenshot of E. Olson, 85 plus 15. And I was like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> it was awful, but it is what it is. Fucking, I saved a lot of money by not qualifying. Yeah, man. We have. I guess we all just had a crazy, weird weekend. But does was that a part of the TRGA? Did that affect your rankings at all? Your index or whatever? No, that's a part of the Wisconsin State Golf Association. So bigger tournaments. Okay. Tell people about TRGA and the rankings. Like what happens at the end if you finish a certain amount? Or yeah, so there's a. It's just like the normal PGA Tour too. There's point standings. So I got. It's 18 points to the winner, and then it's like 13.50 to second place. So I have 13.5 points right now. I think I'm fourth in the race because my jackass friend Austin Roth won today in Viroqua. But I, it's besides the point. So, yeah, 
the winner, uh, the season points at the end of the year gets like, I think it's like $500 or whatever, which is nice for local golf. And then if you win the TRG championship, you're exempt for the Wisconsin State Am, which is our biggest tournament for us amateurs. Yeah. So good shit there. Hopefully next TRGA. When is your next T- uh, event in the TRGA? Uh, next Sunday, Cedar Creek. Oh, not your home course, but it's in your hometown just about. High school, it was home course, so oh, I want to consider it my home course. Yeah. yeah. So should have an advantage there again, huh? Ah. I doubt it. Any guarantees here from Chunk Olson? I guarantee I will eagle the sixth hole. Mark it. Oh, let's go. <laughs> so, you heard it here first. Chunk Olson's going to eagle the sixth hole at Cedar Creek <laughs> Sunday. But uh, that leads into our next topic, the PGA event that happened this weekend. What was that event called? I got all the other things on it, but besides what the name of it was. The Charles Schwab Challenge. And where's that at? Uh, Colonial Country Club. It's in Texas. I believe it's Austin, Texas. Yeah. So first, uh, not te- but first big event, I guess, since coronavirus. Um, it was kind of cool after everything that happened with the Black Lives Matter movement that Harold Varner, who's what one of four African American golfers on the PGA Tour, was uh, leading after the first. Did he lead after the first two days or just the first day? Uh, he was leading after the second round. Yeah, second round. Um, I've kind of heard of him before, but this week, a lot of I've listened to him on the Dan Patrick show. He was on Jim Rome. Um, he was on Golik and Wingo. They all had him on there talking about Black Lives Matter movement, what it means to be black in a sport that is predominantly white by a large margin, um, and kind of trying to play it at the top there. But he kind of fizzled out, and then your boy uh, Daniel Berger ended up winning. He kind of came out of nowhere, didn't he, this past day? Yeah, he was a few shots back going in the final round, but have you seen his girlfriend? <laughs> oh. Chase's laugh. He's like, <laughs> looking her up right now. <laughs> but to go out on about like Harold Varner there, he is notoriously <laughs> big for choking. Um, just like last year at the PGA, he played with Brooks Kepka, and he shot 82 in the final round. But – it was cool to see him have the lead because he was so busy this week with all these interviews. He didn't get to practice much. So, like, props to him for even competing that long. Here's a name for you, Ken. Tori Slater. Oh. Is that her That's name? her. Is that her name? I think you told tight. me before. She is tight. Harold <laughs> Varner, though, is he the only Jordan golfer? Jordan brand golfer? Ah, maybe. And uh, there's – yeah, they say there's four African-Americans on full, like full-time on the tour, but I don't know if you know who Cam Champ is, but that guy is whiter than me. But he has a little African descent in him. That's what – I don't know. Look him up, too. Cam it's Champ. Weird. Wish that was my name. Should have got that copyrighted. <laughs> well, yeah, well, how, how, how was it watching uh, golf back on the TV, I guess, and everything, Chunk, after watching all these little matches and – everything like that as a uh, not you're not a casual golf fan you're an actual real golf fan what's it what's it like seeing that oh it was exciting typically this is like one of the tournaments every year too that draws in no fans it's always a shitty field so it's nice to see nine of the top 10 in the world there fuck you tiger for not playing but it's just fucking i was actually like dialed in getting thrilled just watching people make birdies no clapping out there it's weird seeing these guys wave to nothing but uh <laughs> i don't know if you watched it all but 
Jim Nance typically only does Saturday, Sunday, but he did Thursday to Sunday this week. And my God, was he, he's so good at what he does. Oh, yeah. Keeps you dialed in. He's a master of his craft. Hello, friends. Kind of like you in the shower, Chunk, but we won't go there. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Such a dick. <laughs> move on to another sport with a ball. One thing, one thing. I didn't – they uh, they had Charles Schwab actually come on. Charles Schwab is a real live person. I was going to say, is that a person? Yeah, apparently he's like – he's real live actual Charles Schwab. Did he look on. like the guy from Stump the Schwab? <laughs> Dude. I always thought that that was Charles Schwab, the Schwab on there, because, like, how he knows everything. And when I was little, I thought Charles Schwab was just an advice guy. Well, they kind of is, like, a financial. They always say, ask Schwab. So I thought that was him, like, behind Charles Schwab. I thought this guy was just knew everything. Yeah. I don't know. I always thought Charles Schwab was just, like, a – it was kind of maybe stupid of me to not think he was actually ever a person. But I thought it was just, like, the company, Charles Schwab. Yeah. Dude, Stump the Schwab. What a show, though. I just remember watching that. Stuart Scott was fucking amazing on it. And they would just ask these questions, like, name the starting five of the Villanova 1994 basketball team, and then he could, like, do it. And it was just crazy. Unbelievable. Oh, shit. You'd have, like, Matt from Texas playing, who's a bartender but knows all the sports and all these guys trying to – how many times did he get stumped? Like, a few times at least, but, like, actually lost. I remember watching one of them where he got stumped. There's only a handful of them, I think. But one of them where he got stumped and he got so freaking mad and he was swearing. It was just like bleeped out for a good 10 <laughs> he, seconds. He gets he really bad at himself. Like he yeah. would just be, damn it. Yeah, he was, he was hitting the table like that and just like, wow, they're, they're just like going off. Where is that guy now? How does he just get a show like that? How does he become the Schwab? Probably, he has it. another show. Does he? It's on YouTube. You can check it out. He's the host of it, though, and he like brings on these college kids. And they – uh. I think they compete over Zoom like this. And then it's just, it's a weird game show. It's fun to play along. Oh, yeah. He's just sitting at the kitchen table talking to his wife. He's like, Did you know back in 1937, Paul Irving had 42 points and six assists? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in other sports news, the NBA is kind of not at a standstill. We're still waiting for it to start, but Kyrie Irving has collectively gotten a lot more than a handful of people to be on his side and his side being that they're not sure about an NBA restarting and everything. And Kyrie's saying it's, there's more things that matter in the world right now with black lives matter and everything that's going on. Um, Chase kind of touch on it. What else was really said there by Kyrie? He, he, he held a video conference didn't he, with a bunch of players. Yeah. So they had, they had about, I think 80 players in it in the zoom call. And of those 80 players, Kyrie says 25%, roughly a quarter of them are kind of with him and not wanting to go back to Orlando. And he's, and there's two parts to this really like the business side and the players getting paid side unfairly. He thinks that the whole system, he's talking more in general of not just that it's, it's a um, a prorated salaries because of this year and that they got their salaries cut but in in general on a normal year that NBA salaries are messed up and tiered wrong so that's one thing that he thinks the pay is weird and then like you said with the Black Lives Matter and coronavirus and figuring out the world and all this um, I think he might have a different take if him and KD are playing this year Um, 
So that's just kind of my take. There's kind of a lot to go into it, uh, but there's two sides of it there, I think. Yeah. What, I guess, Chunk, what is your opinion on this um, as, as a fan? You don't have to be from a fan, but if you're a middle-tier NBA player and you're on one of these teams that's coming back, would you want to play and go out there? You make a good amount of money, but what would kind of be your point there? Well, to me, if I'm a Nets player, I don't want to go play. Because, yeah, you're going to make the playoffs or you're going to get bounced right away. So it's not worth going down. So I think Kyrie's using this as a way to kind of just say it. he's saying it because he doesn't want to go play. Because they're not in play. I mean, they're in the playoffs, but they're not going to compete. Oh, yeah. So I think you don't hear anybody on these top four teams in each conference coming out saying, I don't want to play. They all, they're yeah. all fired up. They want to go win a championship. It's these lower-end teams that don't want to play. Right. The only guy – that I saw who's on a top four team, like you said, is Dwight Howard. And maybe he has a little different view on of it because he's, he's such a veteran. And, but you would also think he's on one of these one year prove me deals and he's, he's been having a great year. You'd think he'd maybe want to go chase that ring, but he was saying this is a time where uh, America as a whole has never had time to reflect and figure out ourselves and figure out our families. And this is the first time we in uh, ever since America started that, this is a time where we can really sit back and reflect on things. And I kind of, I, I agree with him there. I think he and Kyrie both mean well, but I don't think this is something that's going to be solved by September or October and canceling the NBA season. Sure. It'll help a little bit. Maybe not. You can get these guys on a big stage and they can do some type of performance during national anthems. They can talk in post-game interviews and pre-game interviews. They have a platform to do it. So I don't think this is something that can one canceling the NBA fixes America, and it's not something that gets fixed in a couple months. It's something that's going to take ten, twenty years. I think yeah. America needs a distraction too, like a big thing going on again. Shift our focus to. I know it's not sports are not important. I mean they are to me, but they're not. But it folk puts people's focus on that instead of what's going on. Like it's it's a way to get away. The big problem is unity, and the number one thing about sports is uniting people. That's yeah. what sports is, fandom and bringing teams together. And But, yeah, I don't know. There's a I lot. To see how it takes – it distracts away from the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that. That's what people are really worried about because, obviously, that stuff and everything that's been happening with police brutality and just worldly news and stuff is more important than uh, playing basketball in Orlando. But well, I, like Chase said there – they can use that big – they're on a huge platform. They can use that to keep yeah. pushing it. Yeah, yep, and that's true, and I agree with that. But kind of off of a different segment here, you know damn well that LeBron turned down that Zoom call from Kyrie. Oh, yeah. Why <laughs> he wants that ring. Yeah, absolutely did. It makes sense not to try to chase it this year. Someone like him was pushing to cement his legacy as one of the greats. Why wouldn't you want to finish out this year? Yeah. And Giannis. I think Giannis is in the same boat, too. He wants that. All the true competitors. I mean, Kyrie, I don't know. I think all the true competitors, all of them want to go finish out this year and rather than leave it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. But there's another part to it that he was saying that the pay is so messed up. And one thing I saw was if they don't finish out this year, the owner, there's a clause in the collective bargaining agreement that the, either owners or players in a non-finished year – can scrap the current CBA and renegotiate a new one before the next season starts. 
So if that happens, you know, damn well, the owners are scrapping this CBA and they're getting back in the, back in the conference room and they're going to just, I think, run the players over the, over the rails. Um, if this happens, they pushed, they already, they already, they were pushing for 57%. The players were pushing for 57% of revenues in the last deal. And they ended up with 50, 50. If they go back again, they lose all leverage and that, I mean, they're just going to keep losing money. Yeah. But crazy times. Uh, in football news, we haven't talked about the NFL in a long time, probably since the draft, because uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of news. But Delvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings has decided that he's probably going to hold out until he gets what he considers to be a reasonable offer. A reasonable offer for him is $13 million a year, which is – equivalent to David Johnson's current contract. So it's about a top five contract in the NFL. Um, the top right now out of running backs is Christian McCaffrey, which is well-deserving at $16 million a year. Uh, there is some news that the Vikings did offer him, but Delvin felt disrespected by the offer. And first we'll touch on Delvin Cook, and then we're going to talk about the free agency class of 2021 for running backs. But for Delvin Cook, I guess, um, do you think this is bad news for the Vikings chunk, or do you think this is just a distraction and something that will play itself out and eventually he'll land a deal? I think I think he's going to land a deal because he's the most important player on that offense. They, th- their offense is through him, and he's he's proven himself. He's a great player in this league. All injuries aside, he's a top three running back in my opinion. Uh, that might be a little bold, but so I think he deserves money. I think he's doing the right thing. I'm all for running backs holding out and getting paid because most of them only have a rookie contract and then they get paid, but they're so banged up by their 28, 29 years old. So I think he's doing the right thing by holding on as I agree with it. I hate that he's on the Vikings, but he's doing the right thing. Yeah. But from the Vikings standpoint, you got to see paying running backs. Uh, a lot of those top five, I think the top five running backs last year, their team didn't make the playoffs. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is the highest paid last year, but now McCaffrey is such a game changer that he got paid what he didn't. I think that was, the most deserving contract by far because he does more for that football team than just run the rock. Um, yeah. What do they call him? Derry Sanders. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, Derry Sanders of running backs. But to that running back class of 2021, let me just read you guys off the names. Uh, a lot of these players were drafted in the 2017 draft, which is just full of running back studs. But here I'm going to just kind of go off the notables. Uh, Kenyon Drake from Arizona is going to be a free agent. Todd Gurley is, but he's not, that's his second deal. Um, TJ Yeldon, Tariq Cohen, Joe Mixon, Kareem Hunt, Philip Lindsay, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, uh, Marlon Mack, Leonard Fournette, Damian Williams. Uh, you have Matt Breida, Delvin Cook, Brandon Bolden, James White, Alvin Kamara, Corey Clement, James Conner, McKinnon, Derrick Henry, um, Adrian Peterson. So just kind of very brief after my long list there is that this running back class in 2021 is going to be a doozy. So do you think there's going to be a lot of movement with these players or that they will reach a deal sometime throughout, maybe not this year, but next year with their respective teams, Chunk? Uh, I can see there being a lot of holdouts because there's a lot of big names in there, like Fournette, Kamara, Mixon. Um, I don't think there'll be a lot of movement. I think a lot will strike a deal. Um, and then you'll have your other guys like Yeldon, you said, and Kareem Hunt and 
McKinnon, they'll get a small little one-year deal just to see what happens. But So I'm excited to see what ha- what does happen. But I think the next guy to come out like Delvin Cook is going to be Kamara. Yeah. And then the Packers have their situation with Aaron Jones. There's been talks they've been trying to get an extension done. But they also just got Dylan in the draft. And they still they have Jamal Williams, too, that they got to decide what they want to do with that. But my question for you guys is, do you want the Packers to bring back Jones at a decent price? Because it's going to be a pretty hefty contract. Or do we let him go and try to field another running back in the draft to go with Dylan in the future? Uh, Chase, I can start with you on this one. I think this one's a little difficult to answer right now because of drafting Dylan. Um, so I think we might know a couple, maybe halfway through this this next season, if Dylan's a stud, if he if he comes out and he's someone who looks like he can handle the every down work, I think maybe just bring Jamal back, let Aaron go. Um, we I don't think we need all three. I know Lafleur always wants to have three running backs. Uh, maybe we put Aaron Jones out in the slot a little more. We did that. He had a big game against the Chiefs uh, this last year out in the slot. Um, so I think maybe if we use a more utility like that and just get him a ton of touches, it's definitely worth paying him. Uh, but if Dylan proves that he can be the guy, then there's no reason to. Yeah, Chunk, what are you, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with Chase on the fact that you, it's hard to answer that right now because we haven't seen Dylan play. But if he's a stud, I'm okay with letting Aaron Jones walk. Um, I don't think Jamal Williams will be on the team week one. It's just my guess. This it makes sense to cut the guy. I like the guy. No, he won't be week one, I don't think. It makes sense to cut the guy. I like him, but you have to do it. We have Dexter Williams coming back. I believe they brought Tyler Irvin back, too, yep. so they can mix him in the backfield a little bit. So someone's going to be the odd man out. They'll get another job. But, yeah, if Dylan's a stud, I think you let him go. Yeah, very uh, – Lafleur's offense, he likes the running back by committee. Uh, Aaron Jones – was amazing last year probably a top three or four running back in statistical categories he had that crazy game against the Cowboys good game against the Chiefs like Chase mentioned but I think bringing back Aaron Jones next year would be beneficial to the team because he doesn't have a lot of he doesn't necessarily get a ton of carries he gets a lot of swing passes and uh, he's a great pass catching back and we use Jamal Williams in those tight goal line situations and stuff like that so um, that's nice to know going forward that if we were to sign him to an extension that he is not banged up and won't have lingering issues going forward. He's been relatively healthy. But, I mean, I'm fine with it either way here because Dylan is, looks like he's going to be a powerhouse back. There's been plenty of clips at Boston College of him just running out clocks in the fourth quarter and you need it when you're up by a touchdown and got four minutes left in the game and just pounding the ball, getting first down after first down and just kind of being that uh, – finisher on that side but uh yeah this running back class though in the future looks to be pretty hefty a lot of it is a lot of well fantasy fantasy known running backs so a lot of fantasy football players will look at this class and be like oh there's a lot of implications going forward people that are in fan or in uh dynasty leagues definitely will be keep an eye on that but back to that 2017 class chunk i'll read this off to you i kind of read it off to to uh, Chase, but this is based on their draft order. Uh, It was Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey, Delvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Elvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, James Conner, Tariq Cohen, Wayne Gallman, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, and then undrafted was Brita, Austin Eckler, and Corey Clement. Is that the best running back draft class of all time, you think, already? Can we label that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and – uh, all those guys have produced some way. You can argue that Wayne Gallman didn't, but 
Um, he filled in with the Giants there when there was injuries, but all those guys have been at least fantasy relevant, and which is kind of crazy. But going forward, I don't think the Packers would sign a running back. We always hear people. I remember when Le'Veon Bell was kind of on the trade block. Everyone was like, go after Bell, go after this guy, do whatever it takes. Have we ever paid a running back? Like, have we ever given a huge, like, a decent-sized deal to a running back? I know right when Ryan Grant was kind of hitting his stride, they let him go. Yeah, I don't think we've really ever kept a running – Amon Green, maybe he was on a couple contracts. We let Lacey go. Um, Starks was with us a couple contracts. But other than that, but those weren't, like, ground-breaking backs. Yeah. I remember we brought – Cedric Benson in towards the end of his career, RIP. But guys like that. Chunk, so, um, you got anything else to touch on Packers or anything? Uh, not on the Packers, but I got a hearing Jarek McKinnon's name. If he tears his ACL again, I'll shave my head. <laughs> <laughs> You're good as bald. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, show the people your hair, Chunk. Oh, okay. We forgot to – I guess nobody can really watch this, but – This is an awesome video. <laughs> Chunk got uh, kind of what's called a Chris Bryant faux hawk by our buddy uh, Connor Frawley. If you never need a haircut, I guess Frawley's your man. Got that last week, Wednesday or Thursday, I think he did. But look, look nice. So he doesn't have the luscious flow. So when we post our clip later, whether that's tomorrow or tomorrow we will, and you see that, uh, just know on the back of that he's got a little – little fluff going on and not just shaved chunk head but what was it like uh, just look looking up at Frawley just cutting your hair uh there were times where he's like grabbing the back of my head and really getting in there and my head's like two inches from his wiener so it got a little <laughs> weird but it was kind of fun we were just joking the whole time uh we really fucked up the top we cut it way too short but yeah it was it was a good time it was his first haircut ever so it's happy for him and he, he took he did a one on the side here, and he, he put it a little too high, so that made us a little nervous. But any other than that, it was really smooth. <laughs> what did the mom say about it? Oh, she loved it. My dad gave it a weird look, but I don't know. I'm young. I don't have a job. Once I get an interview, I'll cut it off, but I ain't going to fucking get one of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else from you guys before we move into our last segment here with Everyday Celebrity? Pretty quick hitter of an episode here. I have this growth on my leg. I don't know what it is. Actually? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Well, what about, uh, Chase, we made some burgers last night. Do you remember what you put on your burger? Yeah. Uh, waking up this morning, I was, oh, I was dreaming about those last night. We, it was just regular old quick trip burger. And then we oh. put some uh, yellow queso on there with um, crumbled up Doritos. That's it. That's all it was. Fuck that. <laughs> Easy. Anybody else looking for a new burger recipe? There it is. At least we'll call I, it the chaser. Yes. <laughs> chaser. I had uh, the queso on mine, and that was, that was actually really good. Nobody's done that. Put queso on your burger. It's amazing. Yeah. Or on the too, I guess. It's just basically like nacho cheese on anything. But fucking you, should just put, you should just put uh, sour cream on your brat and call it good. But Yeah. Uh, Chase, what was your dream of last night again? Do you remember? Yeah, so I don't know if anybody who went to lacrosse is like the Eagle Dorms 
Um, anybody who didn't, maybe they're at other places, but it's two dorms connected. And in the middle, it's um, a bathroom. But in my dream, it rather than the two rooms being connected by a bathroom, it was connected by a Olympic-sized swimming pool. And I was just in there swimming laps with some people, just doing laps. And all my dream was I was swimming, and then I got up and went to bed, and then that's when I woke up. It's just a fucking odd dream. I, I remember you telling me an odd dream. So th- me asking there was generally asking what that dream was about again. And I remember all the parts you told me that you left out. So I was like, <laughs> good thing you left those parts out. <laughs> that's not PG-13. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. as I'm talking there, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Mark, do you have any crazy dreams lately? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, a couple weeks ago after our episode where we talked about me enlisting. I dreamed where I was overseas fucking sniping up in a clock tower. <laughs> but other than that, nothing. I don't know. Saving private chunk. Saving <laughs> <Even> private chunk. <laughs> he dies. Or probably Ryan didn't die, but Tom Hanks dies. So hopefully I'm not Tom Hanks. <laughs> Gets fucked by a tank. Just yeah. absolute fuck. I remember that shit. Fuck. All right, let's move on to everyday celebrity here. Um, we've got six guys again. I think I started off last time. Chase, you'll start off this time, then Eric, then me. But our first guy is Los Angeles Dodgers picture, pitcher, Clayton Kershaw. Chunk has mentioned this previously, so I thought I'd bring him into this one, see if his uh, everyday celebrity world all loops together or if it's all different dimensions for Chunk. But Chase, you start. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw. I had ideas for him, but I couldn't put my finger on it. So I just started writing down words and what he reminds me of. And uh, here's my list. I wrote down farm, farm animal, a barn, a tractor, hay, rats, mice. (laughs) So I don't know what that means, what he would be like. He's probably just a farmer in normal day life. Maybe wearing overalls with no shirt underneath, the straw hat with the straw hanging out of his mouth. What tipped you off to being a farmer out of all those that you said? I don't know. I was just looking at a headshot of him. Look up a headshot of him, and you'll think of Huckleberry Finn. There it is. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw's Huckleberry Finn. Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Chase, sing Tom Sawyer the song. Today's Tom Sawyer gets high on me. I have no idea what the words are. By <laughs> Rush. Slap in the face, man. Slap the face. <laughs> Chunk. I love that Kershaw farm thing because he does not fit Los Angeles at all. You know, for his type of whatever. But I said he, he's a. He just, he's a good father, but he just has terrible jokes. Um, and then he, my Bellinger thing, he walked in on Bellinger sometime in his life, fucking his wife. Besides the point. <laughs> it is all one world. Yep, it is. But I said he, he's very good with his money, like very smart guy, but he has this little side bank account where he uh, spends money on OnlyFans accounts. <laughs> he's a big OnlyFans guy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so is Chase. <laughs> hey, he showed me it. <laughs> Thought about doing that the other day for somebody. I was running, it, running, it, running in OnlyFans or looking at someone? <laughs> no, just like paying the $15 for one month of just seeing this person because uh-huh. I know them so well. Well, not so well, but I know of them. Like in person? Yeah. We know people that have OnlyFans? Yeah. 
You're gonna have to tell me the name of that after this. That earring. Oh, he's got an earring. <laughs> Terrible radio. But Clayton Kershaw for me is very similar to Chase. He's a hick that wears bedazzled jeans, got a big uh, truck, chews a lot, and is super overprotective over his decent-looking girlfriend. Well, like, fuck off! I had one snooze this weekend. What? No, similar, similar to Chase's. <laughs> I thought you were saying I wear bedazzled jeans and have a truck. <laughs> I was like, you only had one snooze. <laughs> no. no, I was saying similar to your list. <laughs> I thought you were coming after me. Oh, like the farmer one. But yeah, he's very protective over his girlfriend. Uh, he's got a decent looking girlfriend. Any guy that uh, comes up and says hi to her, nods her at the mall, he'll like grab, grab her and be like, Fuck you, man. That's my girlfriend. It's like, Jesus, dude. That's probably That's just a, exactly who he was. Got some other uh, insecurities over there that you should. Maybe it's because of Cody Bellinger. That's why he's like that. But Chunk, <laughs> uh, Lamarcus Aldridge is all yours. All right. I'm going to disregard what I wrote down other than the fact he's probably an asshole to the rookies. But he looks like Rex from uh, Toy Story, and he's probably a pussy just like Rex. Yes. Always running around scared. And just, yes. You know how Rex is always like, yes. but yeah, so that's Aldrich walking around that Spurs locker room. He's so afraid of pop. Yeah. That's a good one. I have him as he's a, a real life Teddy Graham. Cinnamon barrel on or what? Yeah, just like if a Teddy Graham grew up. Uh, lived a human life he's a teddy graham and also i know i have this but i have him down as like a park ranger over in like washington at a national park he's got the high shorts and the hat and stuff and <laughs> walk around like hey you make sure you put that cigarette out and don't leave uh around or um don't leave the pineapples out for the hawks don't get too crazy this time of year something like that that's uh what? That's what <laughs> i don't know how that's what i can think of <clears throat> I, I I had a hard time uh, coming up with like an analogy for him. So uh, all I got is he's probably the guy who slaps your ass and his hand just lingers a little too a little too long. Maybe he like puts a finger in the crack. <laughs> you turn around and you're like, what the fuck? And he's like, he's like, you're like what the fuck, Lamarcus? Uh, what do you, you used to say how he runs. You used to comment on his running. I thought you were bringing. Yeah, his running is like. For any Call of Duty fans, if you look straight up in the air and then sprint forward, your guy like runs really funny. That's how the Marcus Aldridge runs. <laughs> you, you also said he runs like he's got a bunch of toddlers chasing him. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to the butt grabbing thing. Chunk, I've become a master of slapping your butt. What's that like? Dude, it, uh, it, I don't know. I it, I don't mind it because it's a joke, but I'm waiting for that one day at work that you do it because you do it every fucking time you walk by me when I'm checking people out. You rub my ass. And I kind of turn around, and then I'm waiting for the customer to see it, and then we get reported, and then we both get fired. That's just God. And I've been wearing those like loose golf pants lately because my good dress pants have a hole in them. So it's like you, you can really feel my ass, and I'm sure it's a little weird for you. I need to look at the Yelp reviews on your Quick Trip store because there's probably one on there that's like, oh, there's this cuddly little cute couple that works there together, and they're always so affectionate to each other. <laughs> The one time when you're like, oh, you got hole, you got hole. <laughs> I, I I like farted like two minutes before that too because you went like this and you're like, oh, Jesus, Eric. I was like, yeah, I just farted. <laughs> 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 
the best is when I got that big bottle of brandy for that lady, and it was kind of by your butt, and then I came back. <laughs> what happened? Slap my ass with an old Thompson bottle, can, or five star, or whatever. You're like this thing. She's gonna go home with that, and that touched my ass. <laughs> oh man, rolls. Uh, next up, we got Terry Stotts, the Portland Trailblazers head coach. I start out with him. Um, I have him as your local elementary school principal that tells awful jokes and super tries to be on the kid's good side, but nobody's really having it. Um, he just really tries to fit well with the younger kids, and it's almost kind of creepy. And he kind of lives alone, but I have Terry Stotts as that elementary school principal. God fucking damn it. I said middle school principal. <laughs> <laughs> I said high school principal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's such an easy one. Like, he just looks exactly like a principal. I said he's a he's a stickler, uh, but he doesn't like anybody who's not in sports, and he just like gets people in trouble, who, even if they're not doing stuff. Like Thomas is walking down the hallway with his clarinet. He's like, hey, Thomas, no playing your clarinet in the hallway. He's like, you're not even playing my clarinet. He's like, I saw you blowing on that thing. It's <laughs> good shit. I kind of feel like he does cocaine before games, but could just be me. <laughs> did did Stotts, uh, because you said Aldrich, is that why you thought of Terry Stotts, or it just kind of happened? I guess it was kind of both. Like, Wait, kinda... is he the head coach when Aldrich was there? Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, it, it kind of did happen, but it kind of at the same time, it must have been like some something in my brain just like connected. But I always thought Terry Stotts was like a principal. I think someone I saw a tweet or something. I kind of went a different way from that. I I say he's a guy that like drinks a lot of cocktails for a Christmas party, then tries to play Trivial Pursuit, but he already me- memorized all the Trivial Pursuit cards. <laughs> just kind of see him as that guy. I don't know. Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> That's a fun fucking game, but it's hard. <laughs> So next up, we have Boban. He's currently on the what team is he on right now? Spurs. Or Clippers? No. Pistons? Sixers? Pistons. 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 Him and Tobias. Uh, Chase, you started us off with Boban. Spurs, Spurs, Sixers, Clippers, Pistons, I think. But Boban, yeah. Um, a tree. He could just be a tree. Also a circus character, but he has no talents. He's just huge and, like, looks fucking crazy. So they just walk him out to the middle of the circle, circus circle, and then just do tricks off of him. They got the acrobats come out, and they're just, like, swinging off his arms and his head and stuff. And then they're like, give it up for Boban! And he just <laughs> walks off. That's a good Is it me? Trying to get nudes? Yep, Chucky. Um... <clears throat> His years are fucking weird. Did he wrestle? I don't. I don't get that. <laughs> but, like and he somehow has a hot fucking wife. But uh, I said you you could put a giraffe suit on him and put him in Africa and he'd get fucked by the nearest giraffe. <laughs> he's that big and he's just it's weird. <laughs> so, and yeah. those ears they can pick up any signal. <laughs> That's what I got. Uh, Boban for me is he's if a gargoyle came to life. Oh, my God, yeah. Except he's huge. Yeah, he's a huge gargoyle. He's like the dumb, uh, ditzy gargoyle if there's like a cartoon on him. And also, he's like the enforcer in uh, adventure movies. He's the bad guy. Or not action movies. 
because I got this because he's in uh, John Wick. He's one of the bad guys. Yeah, he is. Yeah. How does it attack him? And Keanu Reeves like fucks him up. <laughs> it's Boban for me. Next up, we have American soccer star or legend Landon Donovan. Chunk. First of all, I love this guy, so I, I don't mean any of this, but he just looks like looks like a vegan. Uh, I know you were a vegan for a bit, and it kind of pissed me off. His meat's really good. Um, but he's the guy who brings, like, fruit trays to cookouts and stuff and drinks Mike's Hard Lemonades. He's kind of a soft guy. Somehow gets a hot wife, but she's super Christian, so you hate her, but you like to look at her. That's kind of what I'm – I couldn't think of anything for Landon. I, I really couldn't. That fucking goalie in Algeria, though. Oof. Yeah. Can you do the call? Uh, I don't have enough moon man's in me yet. <laughs> <laughs> I should be honest. Moon, hey, hot take. Moon man is the best new Glarus beer. Yes. Think so? Followed by Cabin Fever and then Spotted Cow. Spotted Cow's third. Wow. Third. That's, I love it. That's people's number one beer of all time, Spotted Cow. Yep. you got to have a Cabin Fever if you haven't. Oh. Two, I, I, yeah, yeah, I like those. Seasonal, obviously, but yeah. yeah. Two women. Two women's up there. Red My album was playing COD later. I need to expand my uh, horizons on beers, I guess. I guess I got Chase. Actually, Chase, fuck, we should have talked about this. Um, give everyone your take on the hacker shore that you're making fun of me on the Kickapoo River. So you actually lived out your fantasy of making fun of me for creating things, but you actually lived it in real life. So what was that like? Yeah, I had a hacker, hacker Schweitzen, as I like to call them, or as I was calling them. Uh, they're pretty good. There's like a f- layer of shit on the bottom of it, though. That sketches me out a little bit. Not really sure what that is. But they're pretty decent beers, I'd say. They're not like fantastic, but they're good. You said last night, you're like, yeah, this is really good. Really good. Really yeah, good. I also had a uh, 12 Trulies before that. So, <laughs> we'll get Chuck. My mom told me that you're supposed to try them in a glass so that the yeast stuff doesn't like get in. You swirl it around and then like do this thing. You like pour it weird. I don't know. She was telling me that, and I was like, I'm not going to remember that. I'm just going to be drunk. I'm just going to chug it. But, anyways, I remember waking up at 1 a.m. there in the living room and it, all that I had to drink, so I was, I was super hot and sweaty and thirsty and like parched from drinking all day. And all that I had there on the little uh, coffee table was just a half full hacker shore. And I think I just downed it and then just put it back and then just like passed out again. <laughs> like that was weird to taste at 1 a.m. in the morning. But yeah, Chunk, I get you to try it. So Chase lived out uh, the fantasy. So I think it was more of your fantasy than mine. Yeah, you said it was fake, but we brought it to you in real life. But yeah, what are we talking about? Landon Donovan. That was a crazy segment there that we went on. Landon Donovan. Um, yeah, Landon Donovan hits close to home. Uh, my brother was named after him, but with a Y. So Landon, shout Landon Zimmerman. But I have him as the softy husband in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> and he's just uh, the guy that gets easily picked on and stuff. He is also could pass as a, um, you know, the Keebler cookies. He could pass as a Keebler elf. <laughs> I guarantee every at least one Halloween he's dressed up as an elf. All right, Landon Donovan owns a craft brewery in your hometown, <laughs> <laughs> and he wears like a little beanie. 
and he has like circle glasses and he makes everybody wear the same shirt that says Landon's Craft Brewery on it. <laughs> and it's like got a picture of him on it. And he gets super <laughs> into, whenever you're drinking beer with him, he gets super into describing the taste. So he like takes a sip and he's like, oh, there's some floral notes in this one and really sits on the back of your palate after you swallow it. It's like, guys, yeah, just drink the fucking beer. And he's super like politically aware and environmental friendly, and they've got bamboo straws instead of plastic straws and stuff. Yeah. There. So it's like, no one goes there. <laughs> Jared Goff. Oh shit! I thought Chunk had landed down again, but I no, nope, I went first. Yep, Jared Goff. I have him as in your high school. We all had this person. They're a decent athlete that is just overtly Christian and runs the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And it's just like every every post they have or something is thanking the glory of God and stuff. And it's just like, holy shit. I don't know if it's an act or if that's what they actually believe in and just want to come off as that way. You just kind of get sick of it. They write, they write like John 3.16 on their wrists and stuff before every game. And you're like just kind of sick of it. They try to lead a prayer and you're at a public school. So you're like, we can't have a prayer. But that's, a, that's Jared Goff for me. It's just Tim Tebow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim Tebow. <laughs> All right. Uh, he looks like a generic brand Ryan Gosling. Yep. Like not as good looking, but still like pretty good looking guy, but looks just like him. Uh, also the kid who always copies other people's homework. You're like finishing up a big assignment the night before it's due. And it's money every single time you get that text and Jared Maybe have a smiley face next to his name. Jared, smiley face. <laughs> hey, bro, can you send me some pics of the homework? Didn't get a chance to get to it. I was throwing the football through the tires in the backyard. <laughs> and one of your dick pics just leaked to him. Yeah, <laughs> just have saved dick pics in your phone? <laughs> no. <laughs> I got a story about Cam's dick sometime. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Dude, I couldn't think of anything with Jared Goff because he's such a normal person. But I see he's like – he tries to be somebody he's not. And like, so when he's hanging out with the team, like, he doesn't fit well with Jalen Ramsey. You're like, ah, well, that's why I asked Robert Woods. But he just doesn't fit in with the team at all. And I just – I don't – I couldn't think of anything with Goff. Did my best. Yeah, there you go. Jared Goff. Two, one. This is a special <laughs> shout-out. Uh, Josh Watson, Jay. Jay Watson. Yes. Jay, Jay How's Watson. it going, boys? Yep, that's my trophy. I'm glad uh, you're holding it for me right now, keeping it safe. Uh, it was brought to my attention last week about customized jerseys that I happen to be wearing right now with my name on the back. And it was brought to my attention again. Uncle Chunk was talking some big shit on customized jerseys. Am I correct? I was. So, again, just kind of run over why you don't like the customized jerseys again, just so I can hear it again. It looks weird. I don't want to – like, what if I had a number 12 Packer jersey and put Chunky on the back? It just looks like shit. That should be Dexter McCluster or like another number twenty-two, not fucking Jay Watson. All right, now I'm gonna tell you. Now I'm gonna say why I have the jersey that I have. 
If you bring anything personal up, it doesn't count. Now this man right here, Mark Watson, my dad, passed away July 22nd, right here, 2009. That's also my birthday. So that's why I have the 22 on. And the Watson is because that's me and my brother. That's the closest we always feel with my dads when we're watching Chiefs games. So that's why I have my jersey the way that I do. So I'd be like, next time you want to call people out and customize jerseys, maybe figure out why they have it customized before before you drag them through the mud. Now who's the asshole, Chunk? Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a dick, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. Like that, it's actually awesome that you do that. You and your brother have that. Oh, they're right? awesome now. So they're awesome. No, no, that, that, that. Okay, they're awesome, awesome now. Sweet. I'm glad it changed you. I really. Oh, am. it didn't. It still didn't change me. <laughs> Damn. I'll be coming for that uh, trophy uh, very soon. You guys have a great night. Thank you for listening to episode 19 yep. of the Basement Boys podcast. Be a chunk. <laughs>